The following podcast is sponsored by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how Endgame PR can help your business with media relations, social media management, content creation, and even podcast production, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this special off-season edition, host George Templeton reviews what's been happening since the last time the Rams hit the court. And now, here's George. The Denver Nuggets select Bones Highland from Virginia Commonwealth University. Yes, that was the moment that Wilmington Delaware's And Virginia Commonwealth University's guard, Nashon Bones Highland, was picked in the first round by the Denver Nuggets. A thrilling moment for him, his friends, his teammates, his family, uh, many of whom were with him up at at his draft party in Delaware, including Mike Rhodes. Everybody saw that. It was really great. Uh, And thrilling for us VCU fans, and so great for him because, as I said, you know, Thursday night when I was doing the live – when I was doing a live uh, video in the in the uh, group, you think about where he started this process without an NCAA tournament, which is usually the the way you get yourself up the draft board is to is to play well in that tournament. He had to ace his job interview and ace the draft process. Well, he did that, you know, working out for people, going to the NBA Combine, and absolutely smashing it, uh, and just you know, and of course. You know, his infectious personality, his hunger to get better, to win, to be a great player, to be a great teammate, uh, all of that came across. And so that's how you go from being borderline draftable, which when you're when you were ranked around 60th in the top 100 prospects on ESPN's draft list, and Jonathan Gavoni is the one who puts that draft list together, he's their draft guy, you're, you're, that's borderline draftable range. You might not get drafted in that scenario. Uh, he and to move yourself all the way into the late reaches around one, uh, that is terrific. That is absolutely terrific, and it's not easy to do. And th- and he did it, and it's not a surprise to us that 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 he that he wowed scouts and probably uh, won the hearts of a lot of uh, of a, a lot of uh, personnel people and GMs with just the just the way he is and and how much how much he cares about the game and about being a great player and all these things. Uh, so we're not surprised there, but what a great thing. Uh, the third VCU player ever drafted in round one behind Eric Maynard and Larry Sanders. Just just absolutely tremendous for him. And where is he going? He's going to the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets 47-25 and 25 last year. Uh, so nearly one in winning 50 games in a, in a, in a uh, season. Tied for third with the Clippers uh, in, the, in the Western Conference for the best record. Seeded third. Won in round one against Portland. Uh, got swept in round two uh, by Phoenix. So he is going to a very good team. And that's the first great thing about this situation for him. Uh, the second great thing is not a great thing for Denver, at least in the short term, but it's, it, it represents opportunity. And that is, and he talked about it, uh, uh, it was talked about a lot. Uh, one of Denver's best players, Jamal Murray, you know, tore his ACL last year. And 
we'll I think we'll play this coming season, but I don't think I think the earliest you would see him is the is is the new year is Jan, is January twenty twenty two. It might be later than that. And Jamal Murray played thirty five and a half minutes a game last year. He averaged the most time on court of any of the Denver Nuggets in the forty eight games he played. So those minutes have to go somewhere. And there are incumbent candidates that are on that are on that roster who will certainly get a, a good chunk of that. Uh, you know, Will, uh, Will Barton, who's new to that roster, will get some of that. Uh, Facundo Campazzo, who played really well for them last year, uh, I think in what was his first year for them, he'll get some of that. Monte Morris will get some of that. But there is opportunity for Bones Highland here, and there's just so many great things. This is such a great fit. Uh, Michael Malone, the coach is the kind of guy that I think he will continue to, that somebody like Bones Island will continue to flourish under. I think you look at the development of the guards in Denver uh, and Michael Malone and his coaching staff deserve a lot of credit for that. And they have a, and and by the way, they have a pretty good coaching staff. They got some really good coaches on there. They did lose Wes Unsell Jr. to the Wizards, who's head coach now, but they got uh, David Adelman, who, who I think is Rick Adelman's son. Jordy Fernandez was a really good uh, overseas guard, played in Spain. Uh, and I think that's good. just a great place for him. But of course, the best thing is, if you're Bones Highland, is to have someone like Nikola Jokic, most valuable player in the NBA last year, the point center, the man who, in my opinion, is is the great inheritor to the legacy of one of the of the great one of the greatest players to ever play the game anywhere, and that's Arvidas Sabonis, who could, even though he was. Somebody like Nikola Jokic that probably couldn't outrun anybody down the floor could control the game like a great puppet master, like the great uh, orchestra conductor uh, can, can control the game at the top of the key and get you open looks and get you opportunities and those sorts of things. And that's such a great person uh, for Bones Highland to play next to. And again, I, I believe there is great opportunity here. Uh, what's going to be interesting is this. And, and I'm going to point you to this article by T.J. McBride. Isaac Arthur Hamm uh, sent me this article, and it's a great. It's it's from MileHighSports.com and T.J. McBride, and they basically do. They basically looked at the film on Deshaun Bones Highland and broke him down. There's a lot of great screen grabs and clips in there from his games from last year, and they and, you know everything. And they they praise just about all of this article. I agree with. They pray. They talk about his ability. Uh, to drive the basket and how it, a lot of what he does, a lot of his action looks like the action when he's going to step up and take a three. So you can't always be sure exactly what he's going to do, and that's what's scary. The one thing I would disagree with is they talk about, and, and some of it's fair in the fact that defensively it's going to be tough for him because of his size and strength. He's going to have to add some bulk. He's going to have to put on some weight, muscle, and that kind of thing. Uh, and they talk about the fact that sometimes he uh, – he, he gambles a little too much to try to get steals, which is true, which is true. But what I would say to that, my response is because he's such a willing defender and he's somebody, it's not just something he does to, you know, to take time until he gets the ball again. Uh, his effort on the defensive end is, is right up there. Yes, physically, he's going to have some limitations, especially against bigger guards in the NBA. But the thing is, he's always going to give you his best effort on that end of the floor and he'll want to get better. So you know they're saying they're saying that that's probably his biggest weakness, and that he might not be, 
you know, he might he might never be. They're saying, well, not only that he's far away from being a plus defender, I think they're saying he could never be better than an average defender. I, I'm going to slightly disagree with that because, unlike a lot of great scores that come out of college, uh, Bones Highland absolutely cares about what he's doing on the defensive end of the floor and wants to make and wants to get better at it. And some of the things they talked about, you know, dealing with dealing with screens and getting around screens and, and those sorts of things. And, you know, and sort of getting getting the wrong way on a player when they drive on him. Those are all things he can work on. These are all things he can work on. And again, being in such a good team as this, he's going to have time. Yes, we would all love to see him get a lot of minutes right away. And I think he's going to have that opportunity. If he plays well in summer league, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. If he plays well, if he, if he plays well in training camp and preseason, I think Michael Malone will give him that opportunity. You know, defensively, it's going to be a question. There's no doubt about it. But if, but if, it, if, if, if there's any team that you can work on that and get better at that and not hurt the team, it's Denver. Denver's a really good offensive team. And, and they're okay. They've, they've been okay at times with playing games that were up-tempo and up there in terms of, you know, points scored, and they've got firepower. So the, the thing is, if Bones Highland gets on the floor and he makes some mistakes defensively and he gets, you know, he gets worked over a little bit, they, it can only be made up for he can learn from that and get better, and he's on the right team to do it. He's got the right coaching staff led by Michael Malone. He's got the right teammates to do it with. Uh, I, I just see nothing but opportunity uh, for young Bones Highland here, and I think it's fantastic for him. So, you know, this, this is a great fit. This is a great fit. And just personally, because there were certain teams I didn't like that were in the frame to get Bones, and I really didn't want him to go to a team I couldn't stand. So I'm absolutely over the moon that he's, that he's going to Denver. Uh, like I say, his personality, and you've seen it, you, you saw it in some of the videos that came out and some of the, and some of the uh, reaction, uh, some of the you know statements he's made. His his personality is infectious. And see, that's the other thing. You know, some sometimes you need a new player to come into a roster, and it's not even you know what they can add, what they can add on the floor that can help. So it's what they can add on the bench, on the sideline, in practice. You know, I think Bones. If there's any practice where where maybe people are dragging a little bit and it happens, there are, the NBA's got dog days like every other sport that's a long season is dog days. You know, you get to you get to you know late January, February, early March, and it can be a real grind. And somebody like Bones Highland, who loves the game and loves playing, and just has that just has that magnetic personality, I think that's where that that might be where you see the most value for him with Denver right away is, you know, he might, he might be the guy that gets everybody going one day that gets everybody excited, that gets everybody, that gets everybody hyped about, you know, getting out there and working and then getting to the game and stuff. And I think that is something that every team needs. And again, so, you know, not just having, not just having Nicole Jokic, not just having Jamal Murray, who's a wonderful person. And I, I am sure will help, will help him with different things. You know, Michael Porter Jr., come on that team and and remember Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that barely played any college basketball. He only played ended up playing something like I think it was 10 or 15 games at Missouri. He's gone there and is producing and and producing for them already. Paul Millsap's a great veteran. Uh somebody who's just made it in this game. 
And and it's and it'll be interesting too because Marcus Howard is somebody that some VCU fans will remember because he was on Marquette and and VCU was up against him against Marquette and him in the uh, in the Hawaii tournament a few years back. He'll be on there as well. Uh, I just I really love this situation for Bones Highland. I think if you if you asked for for you, I think the the best case scenario for him was to go to one of those teams at the end of round one that was a really good team where he could not only provide something that they needed, which is shooting. But but be on a team where there's not where where there's going to be pressure to win, yes. But there's going to be ability to make mistakes and have it made up for because I think that's that's the crucial thing for young players is learning from your mistakes and getting better from them. But being but having a team that can make up for them so they can say you know what they can wait and be patient with you. Denver can be that team. Now, having said all that, first thing coming up, NBA Summer League which I love, and which if you want to watch Bones Island, this is the time to do it. First game for Bones Island. We don't have to wait long, kids. Sunday, August 8th. I am recording one week from that day, but Sunday, August 8th, 7 p.m., Denver versus Miami. Uh, that is an NBA TV game, and it's from, I think it's the Co- I don't know if it's, it's, it's the Cox Arena or the Cox Pavilion, but that's where they're playing in Vegas, Denver versus Miami. So he'll get to be there. And, you know, first-round picks will often be, you know, one of the centerpiece pieces of a summer league team. So we're going to get to see him and uh, see what he does. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of roster they put together because usually it's it's for, for you know, one first, second, third-year players. So maybe we'll see him with a few other Nuggets draftees playing. The second opportunity to see them will be against Boston, August 10th, that is a Tuesday. It'll be Tuesday afternoon at the Thomas and Mack Center, 4 to 7 p.m. on ESPNU. So NBA TV for the first, ESPNU for the second. When they do the Summer League playoffs, there'll be at least one more game. We won't know the schedule for that. One of the interesting things, and I'm going to return, because I want to return to this real quick, that the Mile High Sports Film Room also talked about was the fact that he had issues with turnovers, decision-making, they're absolutely right about this. You know, 50, 50 assists against 74 turnovers last year, not great. Not great. And and I do think he is I, – I I said when he declared that, that Bones Highland is somebody that, that may need to acquire the point guard skills necessarily to stay in this league. And look, th- those numbers are what they are, and you can't deny that, yeah, he, he struggled with turnovers. But – Think of the think of that Dayton game on the road. We talked about it. For me, it was his finest hour as a player in a VCU uniform when he had to take the reins of the offense because Ace Baldwin was in foul trouble. Uh, you know they had. Uh, I think it was right around the time that Trey Clark was off the team. They were they were seriously lacking in depth at the guard in, in the backcourt because of a variety of things, injuries, whatever. And he and he ran that team and ran the show and did it beautifully. Uh, it, when it when it had to be done in a tough situation on the road against a bitter rival, so he's got that ability. And what I want to see from him, certainly, we want to see. Everybody talked about it, his range as soon as he gets on the floor. You heard the ESPN clip. His range is the parking lot, basically. Yes, do we want to see the twenty five foot plus thirty feet bombs? Of course we do. But I I'll be interested to see what the Nuggets decide to do what their summer league coaches decide to do I I hope we do see a lot of him at point guard I hope we see a lot of him trying to facilitate and run the offense because I do think he's improved in that 
I thought he got a lot better at that. Even with that, even with those numbers being what they were, I thought he got a lot better at that than he did last year. I think a lot of his turnovers came when he was trying to force things. You know, when he's trying to, you know, drives to the basket and those kinds of things. And they didn't come when he was, you know, actually running the offense and sort of taking that role on in the times that he had to do it. So I would like to see, I would like to see that when he plays these summer league games. I hope that's what Denver's going to do because, again, I think he, can, I think he's got, he certainly has a lot of room to develop and grow in that. But I think he's well capable of doing it, and I think that's going to be the thing that's going to be really interesting. And what I'm looking forward to seeing with him is is is, is how he does develop that side of his game. So that's something that that I'm going to watch for. You know, hopefully. He gets, I mean, the great thing about Summer League, you get a lot of fouls, so it's pretty hard to foul out of a Summer League game, so he's going to hopefully play a lot of minutes, hopefully play really well, and and that'll give him a platform to build into training camp, which, let's unbelievably, we're not that far away. Training camp is usually starts in about late September. I don't know if it's going to start later because of when the season finished this year and all that, but we're not that far away, and, and these summer league games can be such a great platform for young players to go on, and of course, the, the opposite can be true. Summer league is full of stories of players who played out of their skin and looked like they were going to be something, and then you never heard of them again. I, I can think of quite a few of them for the Wizards uh, in years when I would watch the summer league obsessively, uh, so it could also it can also go the other way, but I think for Bones... I, I just I can't wait to see what he's going to do. I can't wait to see to see how Denver develops him. I think it's going to come. Uh, I, I think it's going to come with with adding to his point to his ability to run an offense. And again, this this young man, the mentality is so good, and he so wants to win. He so wants to be a better player. He so wants to improve. That I don't. I just don't question. I do not question his ability. To overcome some of these some of these hurdles he's got to overcome with his with decision making with his size and slight frame. Again, you can only he can only do but so much on that. But they're going to work on him and get him stronger and get him to put some bulk on that frame, which he's going to need to do. And look, this league is different. A guy like a Trey Young couldn't couldn't have couldn't have played as many minutes as he played ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. The league's changed now. And again, you see somebody like him do it, and he's not a big, he's not a very big guy, and he's got a very similar body type to Bones Highland. Why can't Bones Highland maybe not be that successful, but be very successful in this league, stay in this league a long time, produce? And of course, what's the best thing about that? Somebody like Bones Highland, who doesn't get to play the NCAA tournament, still finds a way to get drafted from round one, from a school like VCU that's not in the Power Five, it shows other players, other high school players, that it can be done. You don't have to go to a Power Five school. You do not have to be in one of the biggest markets, you know, in a big city college school to get drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. You can come to Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia, play in the A-10, play two years in the A-10, and that's it. Not even play in the tournament one time, one game, and still get recognized and still be somebody that the NBA looks at and says yes to. So that's really, I mean, this is there's so many benefits to this for everyone, and I'm just over the moon. I'm over the moon for Bones. I was happy to see him celebrating. I was happy to hear 
the the you know I was watching the ABC stream and they talked about his story and what he what he went through as a kid with with that terrible terrible event in his life that that caused the death of his cousin and his grandmother and the fire and all that and what he's overcome. I mean, again, the whole country. What a great introduction for the for the people that that were watching the NBA draft that don't watch a lot of college basketball and don't know this guy like we do. Uh, they would have come away. They would have come away emotional about it and feeling wonderful and wanting to know more about this young man and wanting to see him play. And that's just a great thing for VCU. So again, just August 8th, one week from the day I'm recording this Sunday, August 8th, uh, seven o'clock at night, NBA TV, Denver, Miami. We'll hopefully see Bones Highland there. And then a couple days later, Tuesday afternoon, August 10th, four to seven o'clock, Boston Celtics, Denver Nuggets, ESPNU. That is where you can find him. That is where you can watch him. I'm looking forward to watching him. Uh, I'm going to do my level best, even if I have to record it and watch it later, to uh, to get a, to get my eyes on that because I can't wait to see what he can do. Um, I want to thank everybody who's been listening. VCU Rams Rewind on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you wherever you can listen to this podcast, listen to it. Uh, and again, we're going to have more throughout the, we're going to have more as we're getting closer and closer to the season. Uh, we are going to, we're going to take a look at these incoming players that, that have a big job on their hands. Cause you know, VCU's had some big losses, Bones Highland going to the NBA, Adrian Baldwin, pretty serious, serious injury that may keep him out of action for a year. So we're going to look at these new guys. We're going to get the schedule soon. We'll talk about that. And before you know it, the black and gold game will be here and we'll be talking about a new season and I can't wait for it. So thank you all for listening to VCU Rams rewind. Follow us on Twitter. Leave us com tweet us comments there. You can tweet me. I'm at temp the rat on Twitter. Thank you all for listening. Bones Highland. Congratulations. All of us here that are VCU fans are so proud of you and wish you the best of luck in the NBA. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.